Hello, folks. This is Forrester Solomon coming at you. Thank you for joining and tuning into the very first edition of Through the Process, a football podcast. So excited to be here with you today. I can't describe to you how painful it is to not have football, let alone sports. I mean, it is just a crazy time right now. But uh, then again, if you have a passion for something, you know, you can always talk about it. And that's what I'm hoping to use this platform here uh, to be able to do. And a big shout out to Orion on TV for letting me have this platform. I'm very, very excited for the opportunity to just get out there on the airwaves and hopefully, you know, get to know people a little bit, get to just talk football, you know, connect uh, real life uh, scenarios to it because, you know, there's a lot of human element to the game of football that goes beyond just the X's and O's, uh, beyond the game itself. So, you know, a little bit about me before I really, you know, break into any content for today because there is quite a bit. Um, obviously, we've got the new collective bargaining agreement that has been uh, initiated. So the league year is going to start on time. Uh, you know, we've got free agency frenzy right now, the tampering period, if you will. But, uh, you know, before I really dive into any of that, you know, I'll even just start with the name of the podcast. I thought, you know, let me just search all these generic names for how I can, you know, come up with a title of my podcast, right? And, of course, you know, things like intentional grounding and, uh, you know, the check down, all those things <laughs> that required little to no creative and critical thinking at all. I was able to actually think of one that kind of sticks home to me. You know, I'm a Lions fan, uh, <laughs> as funny as that may sound, but, you know, I'm from the metro Detroit area, from Clarkston, uh, you know, born and raised there. So that's my team, ride or die with the Lions 100%. But you know, we hear about, uh, you know, trusting the process, right? Um, but where I necessarily went even deeper into that, and there's ties to this, uh, you know, through the process, uh, specifically because of the Calvin Johnson rule in 2010, you know, he goes on to catch a touchdown, a game-winning, potentially game-winning, you never know what happens in those crazy situations, but pretty much a game-sealing touchdown in week one against the Chicago Bears, and they called it incomplete because he did not complete uh, the catch through the process or throughout the process. There's lots of different ways it could be said, and that may not even be the exact quote uh, way that it was said. But nonetheless, through the process is something we've heard over and over again in today's NFL because we've had so many instances where is that a catch is that not a catch did he complete it through the process and I just thought it made so much sense for today's NFL but you know there's a lot to you know life and life itself is a process so I thought there was some life ties to it not just in a football realm and you know you just think you know through the process of life this happens that happens and uh, you know, there's really no set uh, way that this will go down. I mean, life is going to, you know, happen the way she happens. And, I mean, how many people were expecting the COVID-19 outbreak? Uh, not too many. So everything we do is a process. Things don't just magically happen. Uh, at least very rarely do they do. Uh, so 
as far as the name of the podcast, I thought through the process made a lot of sense just because it makes sense from a football terminology standpoint, but also simple. Life is a process, and through that process, uh, you know, you're just going to have to wing it and go through it and, you know, plan accordingly for some things, but, you know, how accordingly can we plan things? Sometimes you just can't. But overall, uh, that's the name of the podcast. But, you know, as far as me, my background, uh, you know, went to Wayne State for broadcast journalism, uh, went out of school and joined Pro Football Focus as a data collection uh, analyst, if you will, and also attended the Scouting Academy uh, to widen my horizon of football, not just from a fan standpoint, but from a scouting standpoint. So, I live and breathe football. Um, you know, there's a lot to ingest, and I'm glad that I do because it allows me to talk about it and be so passionate about it. And with that, the slight intro, we can kind of dive into what exactly is going on in today's NFL right now. And again, I love talking about football. So it's not just going to be NFL, it's going to be anything. I mean, my knowledge base goes beyond that. I love the draft. Um, I love high school football as well. Um, You know, played at Clarkston. But, you know, right now, if I had to choose any teams to like, you know, my team that I really love is the Lions. But nonetheless, I just love football. So I'm going to be able to cater to whatever it is that we're going to talk about if it deals with football and obviously the human element of people, you know, We have human beings playing in the NFL, and there's a lot of things that you can talk about that goes beyond that of the field. So why not talk about, you know, certain things? So at the end of the day, I'm here to talk about whatever. And as we break into today's interesting topics, right now the NFL is going through with their season as scheduled. And there's a lot of things out there that you can read up. And I've got a pamphlet right here, um, you know, of things to read there. And it's a lot to ingest. I mean, how exactly can one really appreciate voting yes or no when we're not even really a voice of reason? Because we don't play in the NFL. Uh, We are fans. So... Obviously, we want the NFL to go on, but at the end of the day, you don't want players to be upset. You want the show to go on, if you will. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, based on what has been done, I I, I can say it's, uh, you know, it's been been decent. You know, I would say that, um, you know, these guys have handled it well. I like the collective bargaining agreement. I also understand why people voted no, and it was nearly an identical split. You know, 51%, exactly, you know, 51.5% to be more accurate, voted yes. And then the 48.5% of individuals said no. So obviously there's conflicting thoughts on the collective bargaining agreement or the CBA. And we're going to see 
how things play out in another 10 years or so. And I mean, there's a lot of elements to this, uh, you know, pamphlet, 10 pages of stuff that is, you know, a lot to ingest, but, you know, there's lots of changes coming, you know, most notably, you know, we're going to have an extra game down the road by 2021. You know, there's going to be, uh, an increased number of playoff teams to 14 total. So that's an additional team that's added to the playoff bracket, but only one buy. So that's how they can combat that issue of, you know, well, how can we have seven teams per conference, but two buys? Well, two teams don't get a buy. So uh, at the end of the day, you know, there's an increased revenue share for the players and, because there's an extra game, there's an opportunity for more money. And who knows, maybe that extra game is going to be the game that gets the most viewership somehow, some way down the line, how the schedules of both teams play out and they meet up at the end of the year. I'm telling you, it could be a good thing. I can understand why it may not be a good thing because you know it's another game for guys to go and have to bash each other's heads in, and that's not always the easiest thing to have to do I'm sure so uh, my understanding of that is very minimal so it's hard to really get a good gauge for the yes or no vote because I'm not an NFL player and I don't really have much of a say or much weight as far as an opinion if this is a good thing or not Um, I have some sources that I We'll certainly uh, dive into a little bit and see if they agree with it. How do they feel about it? Um, But uh, then again, you know, everyone's opinion is different, but it's pretty much split right down the middle, and there's a lot to ingest. I certainly think it's good that the NFL's going on, and uh, one of the things that I found was interesting is now players can test positive for marijuana. Now, a lot of people may not seem to, agree with that but you know as far as I'm concerned you know if you are not harming other people especially yourself then go right ahead I'm not concerned with what people do with their life as long as they're not hurting other people or themselves now what's interesting is there's a lot of people that kind of dismiss the idea of oh people that are playing professional sports shouldn't be doing drugs. Well, I don't want them to be injecting themselves with morphine or uh, all these different kinds of drugs, taking painkillers when they could be having a safer alternative for their pain management, which is marijuana. So I think it's very good for the health of these players. Now, a lot of people uh, are, you know, not even just, People, but actual players that I've seen interacting on Twitter, you know, they're not very for that. You know, oh, I can't believe, you know, you guys went through with uh, the collective bargaining agreement because you guys get to smoke weed. Well, okay, Uh, I wouldn't necessarily just tie it to a recreational thing. Uh, I mean, marijuana does so much for people uh, and especially players that are dealing with pain and chronic ailments, marijuana is proven to be much more 
healthy and effective than pills. So I do like how we have progressed to that. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to complain about it. Um, you know, I don't think it should tempt too many players to just go off the deep end and say, oh, now I can smoke marijuana and, you know, does their career go down the drain? There might be some guys that now that they have the leeway to do that and they don't have the structure and that rule in place to keep them from, you know, flying off the handle, if you will, then sure, maybe it's not the best thing. But you know what? A lot of these guys can balance a healthy lifestyle to a healthy uh, amount of production on the field. So I think it's great that guys can medicate themselves safely and effectively now without the fear of being suspended. And mind you, that's a wormhole you don't want to have to go down. And imagine if you weren't somebody that was a marijuana user and you go and have a cookie or you have a piece of candy or something like that, and all of a sudden you test positive for marijuana. Well, I'm not a marijuana user. I had something. Well, too bad. <laughs> That's the rule. But now it's not. So even if a mistake happens, which mistakes happen all the time with performance-enhancing drugs, guys just don't know what's in things, and, oh, I'm popped, and all of a sudden I'm suspended, we now have the means to have guys on the football field but also not get charged and whacked with these ridiculous fines uh, for mistakes potentially or even just for self-medicated reasons. So I'm very happy that we have moved forward with that. Um, but at the end of the day, I understand both sides. I'm not one side or the other, I guess. I mean, I'm more on the side of, yeah, I like the collective bargaining agreement because now we got football and we're, you know, going through the trials and tribulations of, uh, you know, the coronavirus. But, uh, hey, the league still goes on and things are moving as scheduled. And speaking of on schedule, uh, a lot of teams right now are signing NFL free agents that have been released prior to the start of free agency. Now, the thing is, when you're an NFL team, you can sign people off the street that were under contract but were cut. So that means guys like, you know, for example, with the Lions, Rick Wagner doesn't have to officially wait till Wednesday to sign a contract. And we've seen guys uh, who get franchise tagged today. They're under contract. And those are really the only people that you see signed today, people that have expired contracts can get tagged, but otherwise, if you have an expiring contract and you're not under contract, you got to wait till Wednesday officially to sign your deal. But with the tampering period beginning now on Monday, we're basically going to see how the league will unfold. So it's going to be interesting. Not not saying that uh, you know those guys that are franchise tagged are going to stay with the team because, well, just because you're franchised uh, doesn't mean that you know. We're going to keep you. You know, these teams are smart. They'll franchise tag good players, and then they will trade them potentially. So guys like Yannick Ngakwe, uh, A.J. Green got the franchise tag. So uh, it's a means of teams being able to acquire draft capital or other players 
by using that franchise tag. Or guys like Dak Prescott can't agree to a long-term contract. We're going to hit you with the franchise tag, and we're going to go from there. And usually the franchise tags just don't really work out that well. Most of the time, guys leave after a year. But nonetheless, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do in the short term to hopefully make the long term better. But, um, you know, as far as the Lions are concerned, they didn't franchise tag anybody. But there is a player that had been connected to the Lions, or at least a lot of people thought, hey, you know, I'd love to have Joe Thune, the guard, uh, because Graham Glasgow is going to test the free agent market because the Lions, for some reason, are not re-signing him and uh, giving him uh, the opportunity to sign with the Lions again for whatever reason. So, okay, Joe Thune, he's the top guard out there and a guy that could really, really help this franchise. But you have the Patriots using the franchise tag on him. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens now? Do the Lions still have an opportunity to get him? Or are they probably going to just, mm, you know, let Graham Glasgow go? I have no idea. But to say the least, I would say they got their work cut out for him. You know, with 50 plus million dollars in cap space, you don't really know how things are going to go. And to me, I don't know if there's going to be a splash signing or not. You know, my idea of a splash signing for them this year is actually uh, Javon Hargrave, uh, defensive tackle from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He'd be a great fit and can play all over the defensive line, was mostly a nose tackle for the Steelers predominantly. And yet, this guy's six foot two, 305, and yet he's moving people in the ground game. Uh, he's making a lot of tackles, and he's also getting a lot of pressure while predominantly getting double teamed. You know, in college, he didn't really play much nose tackle, so if you get him back to his more natural element, which this guy's so versatile, he can pretty much line up wherever, you know, he could have an astronomical amount of sacks compared to what he's had uh, in the past. And mind you, he's had some healthy production, by no means has he been uh, a non-productive player. You know, to give you an idea, the past two seasons, he's had 10 and a half sacks. You know, four last year, uh, six and a half in uh, 2018. So the guy can get pressure, and that's obviously probably the biggest area of concern for the Lions right now is increasing the pass rush. And the most difficult thing for an offensive uh, line, quarterback, offensive coordinator to deal with is disruption from the interior of the defensive line. Lions need help there, especially big time. Probably the number one priority with all the moves that have been made, Damon Harrison being released, Sean Robinson most likely not coming back. Uh, hopefully doesn't because he doesn't offer that much as a uh, pass rusher. But nonetheless, you know, things are going to go through uh, the way they do. And uh, whether it's a combination of free agency, the draft, uh, or it's one or the other, you know, they re-signed Mike Daniels potentially, who knows. They got to start engineering pressure from the interior first and foremost because 
there really hasn't been that presence since Ndamukong Sue left, and the defense hasn't really been the same since. So they have their work cut out for them, but this is also a very, very deep class of guys out there that can help engineer a better pass rush from the interior but also help stuff the run, something that unfortunately kind of went south when it shouldn't have. So nonetheless, you know, I, I definitely – you know, look forward to the free agency period. And, you know, for me, I kind of have a list of guys uh, that really stand out to me as far as their plan moving forward and who I thought might be the best way to go as far as, you know, signing, re-signing, maybe even extending. And from what I've gathered in free agency, the guys that I like and hopefully see signed Come Wednesday officially or, you know, uh, maybe even beforehand, considering if they were on the team before or uh, guys they might want to franchise, which I don't think they necessarily have to or will they even do that. But my free agency wish list starts as such. So I'm a big fan of... Uh, what Taylor Decker did this past season, I think he needs to be extended. Now, when I say, well, wait a minute, he's not a free agent. But, I mean, in the free agency period, these are the moves that I'd like to make. So I'd like to see Taylor Decker extended. Did a great job this year showing that, look, he can be healthy and he can be an above-average starter. I'd like to see him get extended, good left tackle in this league. Then I'd like to see Kenny Galladay. Uh, get an extension as well. I mean, that guy has been dynamite since he's come into the league, and he's only gotten better and better. He is a top receiver in the league, folks. He has everything you want. Speed, size, toughness. I mean, he encapsulates everything you want in a every-down, every-situation receiver. He'll get paid big time. And then from there, I'd like to also see a possible extension of, uh, you know, I remember I wanted Don Malbach, but he was already re-signed, so that definitely uh, made me feel better. Um, but other than that, you know, as far as guys that I would want them to re-sign that are free agents um, would be... Uh, Odea Bougie, a guy that, you know, isn't necessarily that great of an option, but he's known to be effective in Daryl Bevel's system to some extent. But I really liked what he did in 2018. Uh, he did a phenomenal job with the Cardinals, especially in pass pro. Um, he's been, you know, one of those weird guys back and forth, whether he's better as a pass protector or run blocker, but nonetheless, I've liked him quite a bit. And then, of course, I'd like to see the Lions re-sign Mike Daniels. Has to be for the right price. I'm not going to just, you know, throw him a bunch of money because he's had trouble staying healthy. And, you know, when those guys can't play, unfortunately, that's uh, not the best thing. You know, the best ability sometimes is availability. So hopefully he can be available, but hopefully he can come back for the right price. And then, uh, you know, they should go from there. And then, you know, in order to keep the franchise afloat, you know, I think they have to have a decent backup quarterback. Personally, 
I like Jeff Driscoll. You know, imagine if he joined the team prior to the season beginning. So in training camp, imagine if he had a full off season under this offense and had time to work with his guys, develop a rapport. He did not have that. He joined the season during the season because he was released with an injury settlement from the Bengals and actually did pretty well in 2018. So I would like to actually give him an opportunity to compete. And I think with his skill sets, even though he has some injury problems, you know, it's not the most surefire thing, but I think giving him another shot uh, would be most advantageous for this franchise. Got a lot of ability, very good dual threat, all purpose quarterback. And I think could really help boost this team if things go south and people say, well, the team was uh, a you know losing team every single game without Stafford. Well, the defense was also trash. They were not good. I don't care if Stafford was in there or not. They were, you know, three, four, and one with Stafford. So they need to get better defensively regardless because even in all those games, we were still in it. Our offense was still kicking. Our offense was doing decent with Jeff Driscoll and David Blau. But here we are now. Uh, we just got to get, I think, Driscoll back, and they'll be better uh, for that. Uh, I think they should re-sign J.D. McKissick. He's a restricted free agent. Why not have him come in here and compete with maybe uh, another rookie running back, whether it's later, whether it's uh, competing with, uh, you know, T.J. Johnson, you know, or excuse me, Ty Johnson, um, you know, they need to be able to figure out how many other guys they need in that backfield. You know, you got to have horses in the stable and you got to hope that things work out in the best way possible. Um, and then of course I like finally Logan Thomas to be resigned. I thought he did a tremendous job as the number three receiver offers competition for Isaac Nada, who could also make the roster. Maybe they go four tight ends. I don't know, but Logan Thomas definitely has the most big playability uh, potentially, as far as the speed is concerned, than anyone on the roster. The guy is a speed demon at the tight end position, could really help stretch the field. So those are the guys I'd like for the Lions to re-sign. And then, of course, uh, you know the guys that are on the free agent market that I would like to see, hopefully, on this team come Wednesday would be LaRaven Clark, an offensive tackle slash guard, from the Colts, I think that you know the Lions right now, because they cut Rick Wagner, need to have some security at the position. And this guy offers some starting experience inside and outside on that offensive line. And I think is some good competition for someone like Terrell Crosby, who I think is going to end up being a quality starter for this football team. I'm excited to see what he can do. And then, of course, I have Javon Hargrave. I've already touched on him being a really good fit, and I think he is their splash signing, essentially. And from there, I have Bruce Irvin, a guy that's pretty well known uh, as a Seattle Seahawk, uh, had a brief stop in Oakland with the Raiders, now Las Vegas Raiders, and then had a one-year uh, contract and is now back on the free agent market after spending 2019 with the Carolina Panthers. And in 13 games, he had 
eight and a half sacks, I believe. And I can confirm that with you right now. Um, I think he's one of those guys that gives you the flexibility to not only play uh, in a edge-rushing stance, but he can stand up and create a pass rush as well as drop into coverage, go off the ball, similar to Devon Kennard, but has a lot more speed. And he loves to knock that football out of there. I mean, just a couple years ago, this guy was, you know, leading the NFL in forced fumbles as well as, you know, a certain stretch of games where he was just knocking that ball loose. And the Lions need playmakers. And I think he's one of those guys that can help bring along someone younger that they draft potentially or, you know, just pair up well with a guy who's more reliant on power like Trey Flowers on the opposite side and provide a good amount of depth that you can rotate guys in and out and have a fresh group of guys rushing the passer. So Bruce Irvin, to me, is the guy that they need to sign off the free agent market on the edge to compete. And, yes, it is eight and a half sacks. And to be precise, he did, in fact, play in 13 games. So I wanted to make sure that I was as accurate as possible for you guys, but he's definitely a guy to watch out for and someone that I think could very well help the franchise. And then last but not least, J. Ron Curse from the Minnesota Vikings. I like him quite a bit. He's six foot four. He says that he's 227 pounds. I looked on his Twitter and he looks every bit of that. So on NFL.com and a couple other places, you'll see it's 215, I believe, but this guy is built way more than that. This guy's 227 pounds and has a good build, as I said, um, six foot four, and he plays safety. And what I like about his ability beyond just being a hit stick in the running game, he actually does a really good job in the slot, in particular with tight ends or big slot receivers, guys like you know Larry Fitzgerald, for example, um, because of his size and length. He's not a speedster by any means. Um, he's got very marginal athleticism, nothing uh, that I would call weak, but by all means, he's got good, solid athleticism, but by no means is he running with smaller, faster slot receivers. This guy is more of a uh, big tight end, big wide receiver in the slot kind of guy and can neutralize them as well as line up in the box and be a heavy run supporter as well as be effective on blitzes. So I think it's an upgrade over Tavon Wilson, who a lot of people have mentioned re-signing, but I think uh, J. Ron Curse is the better option. Now, he did have a slight run-in with the law in October of last year, but they were misdemeanors for uh, suspicion of driving while intoxicated, and then as well as uh, the there was some firearm possession misdemeanors. But, you know, we'll see if those things are going to be too much of a deterrent or if they'll be, you know, discarded and not really paid much attention to because I know Bob Quinn, Lions general manager, is pretty smart and does not usually go for guys like that. But nonetheless, he's not a repeating offender of anything. He's known to have good character, but he's worn out his welcome in Minnesota. But I think he could really, really be a good player because this guy had a really 
elite grade at Pro Football Focus, uh, 89 overall, and yet he didn't get that much playing time because of how stacked that safety group is in Minnesota. So I'd love to see him on the Lions. I'd love to see him have an opportunity to get out there and make some plays. So uh, the last thing I'm going to mention, and although I could have tied him in with the extension portion of what I just talked about was Darius Slay. I don't even know if that's something I could even entertain or wish to want because it seems to me that he's probably going to get traded, but Lord, please, I'm I'm begging you guys. And I'm talking about you, Bob Quinn. I'm talking about Rod Wood. I'm talking about Martha Ford. Get that guy extended. Get him re-signed. He is a very vital piece to this organization and deserves every bit of that raise. But unfortunately, he might end up getting traded. So that'll totally shake up the free agent market because then I'll probably have to add a cornerback to this list. Um, But as of right now, that's who I'm sticking with and hoping that everything works out well. And, you know, as far as us Lions fans um, and NFL fans in general, just take it all in, enjoy what you can, you know, stay glued to your phones, stay glued to your TV because this free agency period can get pretty crazy. And uh, it's always curious to see what guys you like uh, end up other places, uh, especially if you have a guy you like and he ends up on your team. You get so excited. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all just up in the air, and we just got to appreciate every little moment we have. So as far as today's show is concerned, uh, I appreciate everything that I've uh, you know, been given here at this studio. I appreciate the help, everything. Uh, got to really appreciate the followers I have on Twitter as well. The interactions I have are pretty healthy for the most part. You know, you, you're going to have your occasional trolls here and there, but, um, you know, just some advice for you guys. If you're talking out there on, in the Twitter world or you're talking with people about football in general, just have healthy discussions. You know, don't have any bitter feelings. You know, rivalries are fun, but don't overdo it as far as, you know, being verbally abusive to each other. Don't resort to physical violence over football. I mean, it's ridiculous. So, Just have a healthy discussion as always. Appreciate that we still have football going on. And I look forward to seeing you all soon. Hopefully we can talk more then uh, about who the Lions have signed in a good fashion. Hopefully it doesn't necessarily uh, uh, put us off in the bad realm, if you will. But uh, I'm hoping things play out pretty good. And I'm hoping that you guys stay safe out there from the COVID-19 virus. So be safe, be good, and as always, take care. Thank you so much.